Every day, consumers are trying to stay ahead of internet trends. Business owners are fighting an all-out online marketing war. Stay tuned this hour to hear the cutting-edge web trends, both domestic and foreign. It's time you knew what to look out for while online and how your business can increase sales without wearing yourself thin. I need those leads and I need them now or I'm out. This is Edge of the Web Radio, presented by Indy's web design and marketing experts, Site Strategics. Online at sitestrategics.com. It's time to hear from your good guys in today's web world. Alongside John Thompson, here's Aaron Sparks. Well, hey there. You know what? Today on The Edge, what are the challenges that marketers face in determining consumer sentiment or consumer intent for content? Uh, you know what, today we're actually going to speak to a leader in the field of understanding intent and sentiment of audiences. That's Chris Carfee from, uh, he's a VP uh, of platform products at Swift. It's a very cool tool. Uh, on top of that, we also have a pro tip feature that you have to hear. And uh, another part of the show here, we're also talking about, you know, whether you've spent thousands of dollars on custom website build or you just uh, grabbed uh, off the stock or off the shelf stock WordPress theme, you're ultimately having to address the elephant in the room. Your elephant, my friend, is website content. All of this on the edge. Good afternoon. I'm Aaron Sparks. Joining me in the studio is John Thompson from Site Strategics and Doug Carr and Marty Thompson from Marketing Tech Blog. Gentlemen, how are we doing today? Fantastic. Great. Excellent. That's, that's, wow, that's that was a, good. <laughs> Three positives. That's, that's amazing. That never <laughs> yeah. happens. Hey, every week we bring you the latest internet and mobile marketing trends and the cutting edge internet marketing news to use for a more effective and successful online strategy. And why do we do that, John? I still haven't figured it out. We're oh, on our 50th episode, <laughs> and I still haven't figured it out. Oh, boy. You know what? Why do I bring you along? I don't know that either. <laughs> okay, John, we'll explain it really slow to you. Let's do it. Your website is a sale, an extension of your sales department. You That's should be right. getting sales in there, and you want to keep the cost per lead down. So you want to keep costs down with the great and 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 put your efforts where they make the most impact. We probably could have done this one off air, right? <laughs> Come on, John. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> All right, hey, this show is delivered by Site Strategics, and we are a local Indianapolis internet marketing and web design firm. We are known locally and nationally for search engine optimization, at Google dominance that will actually translate into sales, not just good rankings. So if you want a free consult consultation, we are ready and waiting on on a regular basis. Just go to sitestrategics.com that's site s-i-t-e strategics.com or you can just call us at 317-882-8500 that's 882-8500 you can also get a hold of us at this show is actually produced on a regular basis at edgeofthewebradio.com that's where we have a heck of a lot of the videos all the podcasts on a regular on on a weekly basis check that out because we have a lot of great links um you can also reach us at our YouTube channel. That's youtube.com forward slash site strategics. But now let's find out what's hot off the presses on in today's web world. Tell me what you want. I want your complete attention. The latest internet marketing news. Hey, you know what? We have some good information here today. Uh, pretty cool here. <laughs> YouTube celebrates its eighth birthday with 100 hours of video every minute this was an article from dave neal over at search engine watch how about that a hundred hours of video every minute being In uploaded 10 seconds useful <laughs> aaron i have yet to hear what we're celebrating 
Well, yeah, you're right. Well, uh, that's why I brought up the 8th birthday, because you know what? We've got the 50th show announced today. I mean, we've been doing this for well over a year, and we've got 50 shows under our belt. Actually, I'm saying that, assuming that this one's going to be under our belt. <laughs> it might not be on there. <laughs> Congratulations. That's, Thank you. That's fantastic. That, yeah, yeah, you know what? We uh, we talked about this a long time ago, and, and John started sweating whenever I was talking about that 50th. 50th show. In fact, he ran running out of the room for some odd reason. But uh, we're very proud of what we've been able to do, and and I truly appreciate the partnership with Marketing Tech Blog because we've been able to be able to expand our scope, and uh, we're we're bringing a lot of great uh, interviews and talent. Speaking of, we also have uh, Christopher or Chris Carfee from uh, uh, SWIP here on the line. Chris, how are you doing, sir? Very well. How are you gentlemen doing today? We are doing great. We're doing great. Uh, we're going through our, our internet marketing news items, and you're more than welcome to uh, contribute. We're going to be talking to Chris a little bit later on in the show. Uh, I know, and if and if you follow Chris on Twitter, so it's mm-hmm. C Carfi, C C A R F I, mm-hmm. you know that he's got some good snark. So, <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm sure he can add some good stuff here. Excellent. Well, you know what. Uh, so, YouTube celebrates his eighth, eighth, his eighth birthday with 100 hours of video. I mean, YouTube is the biggest search engine, and there's a little bit of uh, good stuff Second out there. Second biggest. Second biggest. Wow. Yeah. Did I say biggest? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a Freudian slip right there, isn't it? That's all right. I got to take down Google. That's it right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say that, Google. All right. Uh, Engadget. Yahoo confirms the acquisition of Tumblr, but will also run it as a separate business. What do you think about them apples? Chris, I'd like to hear your take on that. So I think it is a overall a good move for them if they are able to keep the community intact. That's really going to be the core yep. of it being a successful acquisition for them. A lot of what has made Tumblr really successful is that feeling of community, is that feeling of being able to interact with networks and groups of like-minded folks. And so if they're able to keep that intact i think they're going to be successful uh if they muck with it uh, too much and uh do some of the other things that they've had challenges with in their past acquisitions uh, with the potential exception of Flickr, um i think they're going to have uh, a harder time but you know, mm-hmm. they have volunteered volunteered and uh, vowed to quote uh you know not screw it up and so we'll see if uh, we'll see if they're able to pull that so off so you don't want to see another geocities that's what we're saying yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly <laughs> there's lots of racy content out on tumblr i wonder uh-huh. i wonder how yahoo is going to deal with that do you, do you think the acquisition <laughs> will put more pressure on yahoo to uh pick up their game when it comes to you know their latest and greatest site design things like my yahoo mm-hmm. personalized content Probably so. I mean, if you're getting that much attention, if you're spending 1.1 billion dollars on a community, basically, right? Then you, you gotta you gotta be ergonomic, and you have to bring that type of uh, design quality to the game. So mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm really thinking that that's the investment. I, right there. I had some hope today. I actually was updating my Yahoo profile today. Um, I have no idea why, but I was commenting on a site, and and I noticed that it was an old picture of me. Mm-hmm. So I logged in, and I went to update it, and everything, and. He said, and it was really nice, nice, clean layout, mm-hmm. very new, everything else. And I was like, wow, this doesn't seem like the old, you know, AT&T Yahoo of, of old. <laughs> and um, 
And then I entered all my information, put my bio in, everything else, and I click save, and nothing saved. Oh. And I said, "Oh, it is the old. <laughs> it is the old." <laughs> oh, sorry, man. I just had to throw that in. <laughs> oh boy! Hey, we got another article from Mashable uh, by uh, Stan Schroeder. Actually, uh, Google to retire Google Checkout in November 2013. Uh, Google retire its payment processing service, Google Checkout. Uh, November 20th, 2013, as a part of a transition to its multi-platform payment system, Google Wallet. That was that checkout was launched in 2006 as an alternative to PayPal. Uh, initially free, those services gradually moved into a tiered cost cost structure similar to PayPal's as it is right now. Mm. That just means that they're consolidating all their properties together for this Google Wallet, right? Boy, I I, I gotta say that I if I was a you know a hardcore e-commerce system or whatever. And I just keep jumping on the Google bandwagon and yep. keep no. implementing, and they keep killing stuff and yep. pulling the, you know, I like crazy. I just put a Mebo toolbar. I saw a newly designed Mebo toolbar. I was really mm-hmm. excited about it. Mm-hmm. I hadn't seen it in years, mm-hmm. and I put it on my site, and then I got a notice that said in June they're ending it. <laughs> oh no! You know, and I'm like, oh, now I got to go back and redesign my footer all over again and everything else. Like I, I'm just starting to get a little gun shy of. Yeah of implementing Google anything because they just keep, you know, throwing it in halfway and then pulling it out. Right. Ah. Right. No, I, I, I think you're spot on there. Uh, you know, Business Insider, this is my favorite story of the entire thing. <laughs> there are crazy ants that are eating electrical equipment and they're taking over the south southeast. This is... <laughs> They're they're literally called crazy ants. They're literally called they're com- commonly called ra- uh, raspberry crazy ants, and they're quoted uh, from a pest control expert uh, Tom Raspberry. Uh, no, wow. no coincidence there. Yeah, it's probably the worst insect they ever have to de- deal with. These ants are actually attracted by uh, magnetic fields or heat from electronics so they're actually uh, chewing through wires and electrocuting themselves and they release a compound that attracts other ants and these ants form balls that can actually short out systems wow that's fantastic there is your internet electronic news for the day (laughs) had to do it (laughs) wow hey we we need to take like an old commission you know mac g5 something like that and actually turn it into one of those ant farms <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. That's great. that would be fantastic take it recycle all your electronics into these ant farms we'll oh, pull man. them away from everything oh my gosh and, <laughs> isn't and, that an ant attractor there i could just hear like the old <laughs> magnetic sound from the horror movies wow. you know yeah wow. and the ants just slowly walking there mindlessly oh my lord <laughs> And have it, awesome. have it actually running, <laughs> yeah. and, and we'll just keep it, you know, let it do its thing until it fails. All right, I will probably have to have some sort of uh, ant mobile uh, on the next version of the Edge. Wow, hey, they're, <laughs> they're tiny too. They are, but boy, they, wow. they and and you know what? They like they're, they're going to a picnic and they're looking for apples. So don't build your uh, data center in Florida. <laughs> Hey, uh, coming up, what are the challenges that marketers face in determining consumer sentiment and consumer intent? Uh, today we're going to speak to leader, a leader in the field of understanding intent and sentiment of audiences. That's Chris Carfee, the Vice President of Platform Products at SWIP. 
also, one one thing that stands in your way of actually launching that pretty new website, it's the roadblock that everybody comes across. It's content. How do you avoid that roadblock of, of not being able to get the content for your website? Well, we have some ways that are going to be coming up. This is The Edge. You're listening to Edge of the Web Radio with Aaron Sparks. We're online with exclusive podcasts, the latest web news, and links at edgeofthewebradio.com. What internet marketing expert should you spend your valuable time listening to? Listen to someone who has over 20 years of web marketing experience and hundreds of website marketing success stories. That man is Aaron Sparks from Site Strategics. This is get those wonderful toys. And this is Edge of the Web Radio. All right, hey, stay with us this segment. We're talking about how you can create content that your customers are looking for. The first place is to start understanding consumer sentiment. Also, uh, later on, we're going to be talking about the biggest hurdle of launching a website. Stay tuned to find out what that is. Thanks for listening. I'm Aaron Sparks, joined by my colleague John Thompson with Site Strategics. You can check us out at sitestrategics.com. We are your local internet marketing management company. We do cost-effective web design with Google, Yahoo, and Bing search engine marketing management that not only provides you great rankings, but also translates into sales. So come on in, have a cup of coffee with us, and let's talk about your online success. Well, we are privileged to have a guest on our show show that is a thought leader in the realm of social media consumer intent, uh, the VIP of platform products for SWIP Inc. Hello there, this is Christopher Carfee. Hello, sir. Hi, thank you for uh, having me on the show. Oh, you're more than welcome. Thanks for coming and it's, on. And it's for everybody, it's swip.com, yep. S-W-I-P-P. Uh, and then there's a great mobile app that it's free to download. And maybe, uh, mm-hmm. maybe Chris, maybe you can start off by telling us what, uh, what Swip does and why you started it. Yeah, happy to. So we had the, the insight that there was the opportunity for a new layer for the web. So if you look back a couple years ago, you know, way back when, when Google was starting, they realized that something as simple as a link from one web page to another sort of counted as a vote. And from that, they built PageRank and all mm-hmm. sorts of interesting things have happened. Uh, the entire industry built up around that. You know that throughout right? a couple years. Beyond that to something like Facebook, they realized <clears throat> that we had our lists of contacts in our phones, but if those were liberated out from our phones, put into a platform, the idea of the social graph of who all of our connections and contacts were, was the basis for a new industry, and we see what has happened from there. Mm-hmm. And the realization that we had, and sort of the, the theory that we are working toward, is that understanding what an individual thinks about a topic or a brand or a product or an interaction at a point in time, that grouping of, of information, the sentiment around how somebody feels about something is itself a fundamental piece of the web in the same way that page rank and the social graph are. Mm-hmm. And so uh, from that from that insight, we built a, a platform that allows individuals and businesses to capture and share and understand the sentiment around, frankly, anything in a way that we haven't seen anybody else uh, trying to do before. 
And, then, and the, right now on the web, it's you know, it, and of course we've spent time with Chris, and and um, he's a he's a new client with us now. We should say full disclosure there. Um, you actually hired these guys, Chris? <laughs> yeah. Indeed, indeed. Oh boy, oh boy. <laughs> so the um, the exciting thing is that when you look at the web and you look at the way that people are getting feedback right now, it's uh, likes, retweets, uh, mm-hmm. followers, fans. You know, all of these. It's all you know, plus ones, right? Google, mm-hmm, you know, right. it's it's everything's a plus, 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 plus. Right, exactly. But there's no scale to it. Mm-hmm. There's nothing saying whether you're improving. You know, if you get more, if you get more likes this week than you got last week, does that mean that you're doing a better job? Mm-hmm. There, you don't know. There's no context to it, and so right. the exciting that's, that's thing, the only action people have. Exactly, right. the only action that they can take is that press right. you know press it right. so the exciting thing for me with swip is that it's both ways you know now people can put a scale to mm-hmm. you know and and the positive is just as important as the negative and and uh and and a negative doesn't necessarily you know chris has educated me that that doesn't necessarily mean negative you're talking about um you know a certain company that that is is disliked or an activity mm-hmm. that they maybe you want to look at the scale of how bad someone you know doesn't care about that or 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 dislikes it right right um so having that scale is something that's new we've we haven't had that on the web outside of these terrible surveys that you've Mm -hmm, (laughs) mm -hmm. that people put out everywhere this is a nice interactive slide you know that just uh, a nice quick androgynous smiley face or frown you know that that you can uh that you can slide back and forth i think it's really cool is uh, this... Just to, to kind of riff on that for for a second, the you know sort of the, the state of the art for this type of capture mm-hmm. has been the like button over over the the past few years. And the interesting thing there is, yes, you can get a like on a uh, you know, on a brand page or a, a product page and the like. But the interesting thing is, a lot of times, one that just means that someone has clicked the like button, it doesn't necessarily mean that they actually like the thing hmm. uh, that strongly. But more interestingly is what happens when somebody doesn't click that button. It doesn't give us any of the information we need to understand whether, one, the person dislikes that thing, or are they neutral, or did they just not see it and have the opportunity to. There's, there's complete lack of information other than the fact that Occasionally, somebody clicks that button, and what we're trying to get at is a way of capturing that information in a much richer way. And as as Doug was alluding to, we, you know, we think from a, a design perspective, we crack the code on how to do it in a way that is gender neutral, it mm-hmm. is racially neutral, it's ge- geographically neutral, and really is a, a truly international way of of looking at solving the problem. And Chris, along those lines, as as marketers, I'm I'm sure we've seen many companies that would even do things like, um, to get this particular content, you have to like our Facebook page. That's right. In that context, I think the 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 act of liking something becomes almost irrelevant. It's a key just to get the coupon, right? And, right. And, and and secondly, you know, we as marketers scramble when we start to deal with. The, the fact of unliking. Yeah, absolutely. There is no, there's no thumbs down button. Yeah. There. Uh, right. How do we, <laughs> how do we process that, that information as marketers? What, 
what you're starting to d develop here is is creating a topographical map of sentiment on particular issues, particular uh, 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 causes, and particular products. You can actually see a pendulum of of attitude from consumers as opposed to an on-off binary type of yeah. of switch. There. And you can look at it over time. Yep. You know, yep. so you can see whether you're actually whether whether attitudes are actually improving or decreasing, you know, what Mm -hmm. If 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 you get a you know if you swip a, a certain topic that you're or a product mm -hmm. you know six months later if there's advancements in the product you can swip it again and and see whether there's actually been a change mm -hmm. in people's attitudes with it rather than just guessing you know whether there has. That's right. Yeah, I mean a really good example of that is over the the last couple of weeks we saw a quite a quite a bit of conversation around. Uh, around Angelina Jolie, based on the, mm -hmm. the surgery that she disclosed that mm -hmm. she had had, and the, the company and our, our first consumer app back in the January timeframe. Since then, we've launched our, our commercial and business and marketer-oriented offerings as well. But when we first launched the consumer app, the the, the sentiment around Angelina Jolie was neutral to middling at best, and in some cases uh, even a little bit negative. And last week, when she came out and said she had had this uh, preventative mm -hmm. uh, surgery done and such, the sentiment was very strongly positive around that. And so to the, the point that was made a couple of seconds ago, that ability to actually track things over time and be able to see how particular events are affecting the market sentiment around a, a product or a brand is really, really important. And even drilling down to a, a, a closer level, if you have a particular individual who has historically been, say, very positive and then switch something, uh, a negative three, mm -hmm. that might be someone that you want to reach out to, to say, okay, wait a minute, you know, here's somebody who has historically been very, very positively predisposed to us, and now all, all of a sudden they probably had some sort of experience that we need to learn about to find out what's going on. Hmm. That's yeah. a great example. And I'm looking, I actually looked up Angelina Jolie, and lifetime SWIP was a plus 3.4, and, uh, and it's still trending upwards with 37 SWIPs today at, you know, plus fives. So yeah, to your point, it's 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 really had a huge impact on. I'll give I'll give Angelina Jolie a whip. That's not a problem whatsoever. And, yeah. <laughs> and Chris, to your point, you know that uh, she she let the world know about um, her her decision, her surgery through the New York Times. Right. And when I read the article, I I actually was thinking about SWIP because it, it, imagine using SWIP in the context of content that you're actually putting out there as as a business or whatever, uh, to actually, you know, be able to uh, immediately get that type of unambiguous feedback mm -hmm. from consumers of content or information. It's um, immediate polling. It, it represents, I think, a, a, a seismic shift in the capabilities that we've all been looking for. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we've got a, a number of those, uh, those examples that we can talk through as well. Excellent. Well, you're listening to Edge of the Web Radio. We're talking to uh, uh, a thought leader in understanding social media and, and consumer intent. It's Chris Carfee from SWIP. Go ahead, sir. And so we have, to, to Marty, to your point, 
we have uh, seen a couple of examples uh, come online uh, over the last couple of weeks as well that really tie to that content marketing side of the world as well. So uh, we've seen uh, actually as recently as today, the folks over at Autodesk have put SWIP on their Autodesk 360 blog. So if you go over to that uh, blog, you'll start to see some of their posts where they're actually integrating mm -hmm. uh, that question and that sentiment gathering aspect into the work that they're doing. And also the, uh, the folks over at Blog Her do a weekly poll from their research department. Uh, last week was around shopping. This week's was around summer movies. And uh, the shopping one that they did last week was very, very interesting because they had a more traditional type of poll around the types of items that people might want to go shop for. But mm -hmm. then they added SWIP to that piece of content to ask a very particular question, which was, what are your attitudes? What do you feel about shopping from your smartphone because they're trying to understand for their business what is the trend towards mobile as a shopping platform and being able to look at the various types of feedback that they were getting to that particular SWIP, that particular question, and especially the breakdowns over time and more interestingly uh, by geography as well was very, very insightful in being able to see the different ways that different constituencies think about that topic based on uh, geography in that case. Oh, that, that's, a, that's a fantastic amount of data analysis that you can provide customers. I tell you what, uh, as uh, we're coming back into this segment, we'd love to talk to you more about this. Right, can you stay on another segment, Chris? Certainly can. Fantastic. Okay, uh, well, we're going to be coming right back with Christopher Carfee from SWIP uh, right after this. You're listening to Edge of the Web Radio with Aaron Sparks. We're online with exclusive podcasts, the latest web news, and links at edgeofthewebradio.com. We have your answer to improve your website visibility and how to grab great web leads. Keep it tuned here. This is Edge of the Web Radio. Edgeofthewebradio.com. Now here's Aaron Sparks. Hey, you're listening to Edge of the Web Radio. We're talking about internet marketing and internet content trends of 2013. You'll hear nowhere else. Uh, we're presented by Site Strategics. We're your local face-to-face -face internet marketing company. Call us at 877-SEO for web or 877-736-4932. You can also fire this and show with all the content that we're providing at edgeofthewebradio.com. Hey, uh, i tell you what. We are continuing our discussion with... Uh, VP of uh, Product Platforms at SWIP, Christopher Coffey. How you doing, sir? Thank you for staying, staying over the, uh, the, uh, the break there. Oh, thank you again for, uh, for the conversation. This is great. Excellent. Excellent. Chris, I've got a question for you. You know, I, We've talked a lot about sentiment and intent and, and um, what SWIP can do for a com mm -hmm. uh, company. From a, from a broader sense, let's say for a small to medium-sized company, because I think this is a good thing, too, is um, a, a smaller company isn't necessarily going to send a poll out or or have the or even have the resources for that where they could with SWIP uh, do it quite easily. What are the benefits to a company? You know, what why should a company start today on collecting the information and collecting how people feel about their products and services? Um, what 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 kind of stories can you tell from companies that are that are seeing the data? and then making changes with the data and then seeing, you know, results after that. Yeah, there are, there are a 
few a few reasons why. Um, number one is just understanding really at that aggregate level how how the company is doing from the customer's perspective. Mm-hmm. Since ultimately, that's really the only perspective that matters. It's like the old um, you know when when Ed Koch was was mayor of New York, he walked around every day asking people. How am I doing? It's, it's really kind of that same sort of thing. So I think, you know, just from a, a general making sure that the, the organization is on the right track is, is part of that. There are a couple of other parts that are, are relevant as well. One is that when there are new opportunities to bring out new products, bring out new features, if it's a, you know, a software product or, or a product that evolves over time, mm-hmm. being able to get that sentiment on those things in, in real time is very, very useful. Uh, as we had uh, talked about briefly in the, the previous segment, mm-hmm. being able to see how things are tracking over time is important because if something changes from the way it had been or what you would expect, you need to do a little bit of diving to see what might be causing that change in the customer base. Mm-hmm. And then the, the third one is that if there are individuals who are customers who are really, really impassioned with the brand, really, really impassioned with the product, those are folks who you may want to not just know that, but also further reach out to them and bring them into some sort of marketing advocacy program. Because those are the folks who have overtly said, yes, I love your brand, I love your product, I love what you guys are doing, they have already started to show that kind of advocate-oriented behavior. So using that as the impetus to go out to those folks and start bringing them into an advocate program where they can go out and advocate on behalf of the brand, defend the brand if, uh, if somebody is uh, speaking poorly of it. Those are a couple of the different places where really an organization of any size can use this type of, of sentiment data. And and where can people find it? Uh, you know, and and maybe you can maybe you can start by obviously you've got the the B two C kind of the free version of SWIP mm-hmm. um, that people can go down the mobile app right now, and then maybe talk about the business offering and what are the differences between it. Yeah, certainly. So there there are really three main pillars uh, that that grow from the, the overall platform that we built. One is the free consumer app. The second is available at business.swift.com. And going there, there is the ability to self-sign up for SWIP. And what happens uh, once an organization has done that is they can start to track their own terms, uh, whether it's brand terms or industry terms or even competitive terms to understand what the sentiment is around those, as well as start to generate their own, uh, we call them SWIP widgets that are just small little lines of code that can be embedded into various web properties. So we've seen folks embedding them in web pages. We've seen folks embedding them in blogs. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to see some, some other capabilities coming online of other types of customer touch points where they can embed uh, SWIP as well over the, the next few weeks and months. So the, the second major part is available at business.swip.com. And as noted earlier in the, uh, in the conversation, everything that we do is API-based. It's very, very developer-friendly, and we will be uh, launching a developer program later on this year as well. So between the consumer, the commercial, and the developer sides, regardless of how an organization wants to integrate 
this sort of sentiment understanding and the, the sentiment graph into what they are doing in their marketing efforts. Uh, we have uh, various different ways to, to enable companies to do that. Quick question, Chris. Um, the reporting tools that you provide to businesses, tying that into um, their own web content, uh, what type of map, what type of categorization can you provide them? So as far as um, th there are a couple different questions in there. So as yep. far as the type of information that's coming out and mm -hmm. reporting, we are reporting every time someone <coughs> expresses sentiment in any of these SWIP uh, channels, be it from the web or through the, the consumer app or what have you. And so we have a, um, a record uh, every time somebody puts a SWIP out of what the value was, minus five to plus five, mm -hmm. what the particular topic was that they were swipping, the time uh, that it was done, as well as things like geolocation and such from oh, wow. uh, information that's been that's been shared. So we've got all of that information there. At the uh, at the outset, it's very easy to show that information, for example, on maps and mm -hmm. such, uh, or if you wanted a, a more atomic format in a, a file that you could integrate with other things and see trends from other parts of the, the analytics that you might be doing outside of the, the sentiment realm, we're able to provide that data as well. As far as the way the topics work, everything in SWIP is tied to a particular topic. And so we don't have that ambiguity problem that the pure text-based types of sentiment approaches mm -hmm, do. Mm -hmm. So if somebody is swipping Springfield, we know whether it is the city or if it is the firearm, for example. Oh, wow. That's, that's amazing. That's, the the, the data is going to keep on building as well. That's, that's, the, that's the, the great uh, uh, intuitive design of SWIP as well. Yeah, yeah it's dimensional, right? Mm -hmm. you know, you've got time, you've got geography, you've got all these aspects of it instead of just, yeah, it's it's, it, I, it, it boggles the mind when you start to think about how you could utilize it and how you could leverage it. Uh, very good. Well, uh, just, we just wanted to thank you, Chris, for joining us on the show. Be sure to uh, download SWIP. It's a free application. That's on the, um, the Google and the, uh, the uh, iOS network, correct? Uh, that's correct. That's correct. And uh, you can always find them at swip.com. Look them up. This is a burgeoning company here. It's fantastic. Look up the business offering at business.swip.com. Excellent. All righty. Well, uh, coming up here, we're going to be uh, talking to uh, anything that has to do with your online experience. We're going to be talking to Marketing Tech Blog and uh, learning what, what online trends we also have, as well as we're going to be talking about uh, what the, the, the big elephant in the room is for, for launching a website. We're talking about uh, your web content coming up real quick. You're listening to Edge of the Web Radio with Aaron Sparks. We're online with exclusive podcasts. The latest web news and links at edgeofthewebradio.com. The Edge of the Web Radio app is here. Go to edgeofthewebradio.com right now and download our exclusive app. Powered by Site Strategics, your local web marketing company. Experience groundbreaking industry videos and much more with the Edge of the Web app. You're listening to Edge of the Web Radio. Here's Aaron Sparks. All right. Hey, you know what?
what? Uh, you're listening to the Edge of the Web Radio with Aaron Sparks, John Thompson, Marty Thompson, as well as Doug Carr. Hey, this site, this show is presented by Site Strategics. We are a local internet marketing management company. We do cost-effective web design and marketing on Google, Yahoo, Bing, all the search engine management that not only provides you great rankings on searches, but also translates into sales. So if you want to talk to us, uh, we can we can certainly sit down and have a nice cup of coffee and talk about your online success. But before I get started into anything else, let's let's hear what's going on on the online content marketing front with Marketing Deck Blog. Throughout human history, we have been dependent on machines to survive. Marketing Tech Blog. All right, we're going to run through some of these quick. Uh, last week was a good one. Some good advice out there. Um, CMS to CMS. Did you know that you can actually do an import of Joomla to WordPress? Did you mention that last show? Did I mention the last I show? I think you did. Oh, John is... Who woke John up? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know John was in the room. <laughs> we have a we have an infographic, the Beginner's Guide to Content Marketing. Check that out. It's very, very detailed. Um, cool. We talk about enterprise social media marketing platform features, and what we're talking mm-hmm. about there is what do they actually do? So uh, from publishing to monitoring to mm-hmm. uh, reporting, what are all of the features to look for? And if your company is cool. looking for one, um, you really need to go down that checklist and evaluate all of those pieces. You might not need some of the features, but you'll want to know what they are. Um adapting mobile friendly emails you would be surprised that people don't realize this but mobile email is fairly responsive so Mm -hmm. iphone and google both render emails um uh to a different viewport Mm -hmm. and they render them if your code is right and so uh the old days of table driven crappy you know, emails um, that everybody used to build just because it worked everywhere. Um, now you can do some things to optimize your emails to actually make them work on a mobile device where mm-hmm. your sidebar will basically slide under your content. And that way your content font will be a larger size and easier to read. So there's an infographic there from Email Monks. Mm-hmm. Email Monks is a company that you can actually just send over your email and they'll do it for you, which is pretty cool. Um, Promo Jam. So there's a ton of different uh, social apps out there, mm-hmm. Facebook apps for social promotions. Mm-hmm. Uh, Promo Jam is a bit different in that they give basically kind of everybody enterprise features. Um, so a lot of the other apps are you pay a little bit, but then right. if you want to customize it, you pay it some more. If you want to do this, you pay it some more. If you want to, right. and it can go from you know $250 a month on up. Uh, Promo Jam basically starts uh, and and gives you all of that functionality and just limits the number of promotions that you can do. So for a small business, I think it's like ninety nine bucks a month. Mm-hmm. So we talk about them. Um, YouTube videos. People don't do this. In fact, uh, do you guys do it? That's do you guys add annotations to your YouTube videos? Not regularly. So the the crazy thing is, is you could literally have a link to download the Edge of the Web Radio mobile app mm-hmm. at the point in the video where you mention Edge of the Web yeah. Radio, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so and and so uh, people aren't utilizing these as as much as they should be because they're great. Mm-hmm. Um, people do click through on them a lot, and then, I, I noticed the power users of YouTube they are great yeah. at it. It's right at the end; they'll be like, "Hey, check it, subscribe, and all exactly. this stuff," right on the YouTube. Yeah, and and even if your YouTube is embedded on another site, it'll still play annotations. Mm-hmm. So uh, learn about annotations on the Marketing Tech Blog. Uh, there, uh, we talk about uh, digital marketing trends. 
Uh, we talk about Magento being just a huge taking over the e-commerce world yeah. as far as a e-commerce platform. And then we actually launched DK Stats, which is basically a way to um, identify people coming to your website, businesses by IP address, and then lookups to see who the people are and everything else and and so if if your business is looking at that we're it's typically for our high consulting mm-hmm. you know companies that mm-hmm. we're that we're launching it but if you need information on how to get those types of apps uh we can we can get that for you too so oh, check awesome. out the marketing tech blog yeah there's a, there's a heck of a lot of information there you can always find it at marketingtechblog.com um thank you so much dick i appreciate that hey uh, we have a newsletter that you can always sign up for it goes out every week talking about what's uh com- upcoming in the show uh you can sign up uh, sign up uh, right now free of charge there's no obligation it gives you some great information as well as links to the youtube that's uh, edge of the web radio or sitestrategics.com we also have an app that you can download that has all the information that we're sending out on a regular basis and on top of that you can also have some edge stat bragging rights if you want to uh, uh jump in there take a screenshot of your or of the, some improvements that you've had of your own website, utilizing some of the, of the services or some of the tips that we've given, go ahead and post it. We want to have that, that uh, fan feedback. So check it out. There's a couple stats up there right now. All right. Uh, I got an SEO pro tip. SEO pro tips. All right. I'm a scientist. Hey, a uh, quick pro tip. Uh, make sure you sign up for Google. Uh, sign up for Google Plus and spend 10 minutes a day. No one loves Google more, Google Plus more than Google. Sign up for a Google Plus business page and complete as many fields as you can about in the About section using keywords that best describe your business. That's a great snapshot that will pass some value back to your website. All right, I've got an article here from Rebecca Gill at Web Savvy uh, that I wanted to bring to your attention. It's, it's a very important uh, topic that uh, sometimes goes unnoticed whenever you're starting an engagement, and we always try to prep our clients whenever they're starting to build a website with you, with us. Uh, Website content. It's basically, we're addressing the elephant in the room here of issues that will stop a a website launch from happening or or prolong it for a very long degree. So if you've spent thousands of dollars or maybe you've even taken a a shelf stock WordPress theme, you'll ultimately have to address this point, is that, that you need to have your content in place. The one thing that stands in front of launching your pretty new website going going live is is for many of our clients content per, uh, becomes the project bottleneck, the road the roadblock, or the ultimate showstopper. Sure does. Um, Rebecca actually referenced a few of her active clients in in this article and that have been held up by massive missing element uh, elements, uh, specifically content itself. They have they had a call center website that was delayed two months. There was a law firm website delayed four months. Um, you know, there's an automotive supplier website that they had was delayed 13 months with lack of content. We had a couple of those here in the recent recent year. There was a commercial woodworking uh, company that was delayed 11 months because of content. Um, a stainless steel manufacturing company delayed 13 months, just not having the content. So, uh, you know, there's there's we can prod as much as we can, but there's there's some there's some underlying issues of why the these projects don't go. Um, you know, at some point in time, these clients were at a hurry, uh, needing us to rush through the design at a rapid launch. But uh, despite that sense of urgency, 
They all stated that whenever it came to producing content, each website now sits on development servers, and they, it doesn't get the love that is necessary to get this thing out the door. Um, so why is content such a darn hard thing to create? Well, you've got time constraints. Good content takes time to plan, write, and edit. All the companies mentioned have have employees that have real jobs. Not, they're not, their job is not to write content. The, the website project is secondary to their real jobs. Unrealistic expectations. Many times people can set different and unrealistic expectations of themselves. You know, they think generating content for an entire website takes a few hours. We all know that's not the case, right. and, and when it, it may take several weeks or months to do that. You know, that's incorrect assumption actually creates a lot of frustration, uh, and, and also that frustration creates procrastination. So, and it's probably the you know, I mean, design is obviously such a huge factor in a website right. to get it looking good, but ultimately, it's the content that's going to get people to click through or call that's right yep. so so it's it's really the most important element you know it's and you know what well at the point in time there if there's a frustration point of lack of content what is what happens the site gets chopped the strategy gets chopped yep. and ultimately the success gets chopped uh you know sitting at your computer without a plan is kind of futile a website content doesn't just materialize you have to have an outline a plan and with site strategics we'll actually build the entire site structure diagram of where we need to go from a right. we, from website content um on top of that mismatched alignment there's another reason why these things fail in the case of that the automotive supplier that she mentioned they were assigned a task of writing content to an employee who, who knew little about content itself since he had limited knowledge, he was constantly at a standstill. And Oof. and if you've experienced that before, somebody's challenged with that particular role. But uh, you know, it's 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 it doesn't bear fruit. So finally, you can shift it into some into into an employee that actually can create that. Well, real quick here, how do you address this particular issue? Number one, you start with a plan. Yeah, and number two, you assign the task to the right person, and you use, number three, you use customer-friendly language, write readable content, and use examples in your content. All starts with a plan, but you need to have all this information in front of you. Content is critical. Hey, thanks for listening to Edge of the Web Radio, and happy birthday, or at least a happy 50th radio uh, uh, production here, and you're going to be listening to us again and again. This is Edge of the Web Radio. We'll talk to you next week. Edge of the Web Radio.